Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Quentin Tarantino. Thank you. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, uh, I mean, I consider novelists real writers. Now, I actually consider screenwriters real writers, too. And then, and I was listening to a, a podcast. Table Reads with Sean McBee and Trevor Thompson where they were kind of going through a bunch of my screenplays, and they'd actually read the screenplay, so they were actually quoting things from the scripts that didn't make the movie. Experience the worst Hollywood has to offer with readings of the scripts you never wanted. Table Reads. Table Reads. Every Tuesday, right here on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network, or visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Quentin Tarantino does not endorse this message. Today's episode of the Powerful Nerdcast is brought to you by Spaceballs the Flamethrower! The kids will love it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another awesome episode of the Powerful Nerdcast. Hello, Internet. So, today we have multiple things to talk about, but the two big ones are probably Dragon Ball Super and... The new Star Wars trailer. That's right. A the lot Last of new Jedi. things from a lot of classic kick-ass things this week. This was like a really big week for me in terms of just like sort of like appealing to everything I loved from my childhood and everything that I love as an adult. Everything that was old is now new again. And that was definitely reflected in Dragon Ball Super as well as the brand new super epic trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi. But before we even get to the Star Wars goodness, let's talk about this week's episode of Dragon Ball Super, which is still continuing to make waves and was a monumental event. Not only for the fact that Goku actually had like a brand new form, the first one that we've seen in a really long time. Sort but of. That, well, sort of <laughs> if you really want to say it like that. But what's really unique is that this is an episode that was hyped so much that the entire internet crashed on Saturday night when it actually launched. Christian, what was your experience actually seeing this episode? Did oh, you man, try to it's see funny. it during it's... all of the chaos, no, or did you wait? I waited till Sunday morning. Okay. That's what I always do. I save all my cartoons from the weekend from Sunday morning, and I wake up and I watch all of them in a row. Mm-hmm. And usually because it's just after they've come out. Uh, you can still find them on YouTube, so it's super, super easy to watch them. <laughs> it is really easy. There are a lot of free options, though. You do know this. Of course, I do. But I, I work through a smart TV, and its browser is limited. So that is true. That, there's that's there's just, a lot of friggin' plugins and stuff you got to have I to really want to get a computer just to put next to my TV so I can do web browsing mm-hmm. with my giant like 4K screen. But anyway, Dragon Ball Super, honestly, to me, was a lot like you know Goku getting uh, Super Saiyan for the first time because mm-hmm. really his mindset is changing on this form. It's not just a cool new form where he's getting more powerful. It's like he's more connected with the universe. Um, He is doing something that everyone is technically capable of doing. So that's why the gods are even like kind of blown away by the legendary form or what's it called? It's known as 
Ultra Instinct. And before we go any further, let's kind of like paint a little bit of an image for those who are like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Oh, yeah. So uh, Dragon Ball Super, long-running anime series based on the Dragon Ball franchise. And the main character has always Goku. gone through these big transformation sequences Goku. that always make him more powerful. And it's always gone in like this weird sort of order where he becomes what's known as a Super Saiyan, then Super Saiyan 2, then Super Saiyan 3. Dragon Ball Super introduced the concept of Super Saiyan gods, which, as its name would imply, gives them the power of a god, which is pretty insane and there's no way that that ceiling could have been cracked. That was until the most recent episode of the series, where Goku has attained a brand new form, which is known as Ultra Instinct. And the way that this form was actually achieved is he was battling against this super buff alien by the name of Jiren, who's got to be one of the most hyped characters in the entire series. I just think Jiren's, uh, like actual character design is at the same time awesome and at the same time very lazy it is very boring yes there's not really anything unique about He's, him he looks like a gray alien but on a giant buff body pretty you know, much giant big eyed gray big fat you know what's the character on american dad on American... Da- oh, he looks like... He's Roger! <laughs> he's Roger. Jiren is basically super buff Roger. That's, <laughs> but with a I'm totally going to refer to him from I would love if he had Seth MacFarlane's like, weird, gay, effeminate alien voice oh in the English God. dub. That would be pretty great. No, it wouldn't. No. He doesn't talk much anyway. <laughs> that's, but that's what he does. And that's yeah. why I also think his character is semi void of any interesting things yeah. at the same time uh, that he is super awesome and I'm glad that they introduced a new character and look you can't if they made him goofy he'd almost have to out goofy Goku yeah. and that would not be appropriate yeah. for this sort of although, thing although Goku was far from goofy in the most recent episode yes, of the series he's very serious uh, but getting back on track here so Goku's battling against Jiren and basically getting his ass handed to him he's transforming into all of his most powerful forms and it's not working at all so he decides to use his trump card ability which is arguably his most powerful attack which hilariously has only really defeated one opponent in the entire series and that is the spirit bomb which is essentially just a a giant freaking just collection of energy that just wrecks anything in its way and instead of actually hitting the enemy the entire spirit bomb was bounced back towards goku and that's when this crazy course of events happened where goku's actual physical will combined with the power of the spirit bomb and it somehow unleashed his innermost raw potential which allowed him to use the ultra instinct ability which is something that's so incredibly powerful that even the gods of this series have a really tough time actually learning it and it's pretty clear that when goku had this power he himself really didn't know what was going on how he could control it all he knew was I'm going to beat the hell out of this alien. And then we were just treated to this amazing sequence of seeing Goku do things that we have never seen before, moving at speeds that we've never seen. And what's most amazing about this showcase is not only did it look incredible and mind-blowing and one of the most distinctive things that I've seen from Dragon Ball, but Goku still lost. He still lost against Jiren. This is just the build-up. We're only, like, about halfway through, maybe, of the Tournament of Power arc, and I thought this was a great way to build up this brand new form, which, unfortunately, has been teased for the last couple of months because they released some imagery Yeah, we've seen it coming. A lot of of promotional imagery uh, surrounding this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we even kind of knew the name. I'm not sure if we knew the name. I'm sure it was out there somewhere. Instinct or Ultra something Goku. Ultra Goku, or someone had teased it. Maybe it was a bad translation or something like that Mm -hmm. as well. But 
overall, I like the new form. Overall, we needed to say, like, here is Goku becoming a god. Mm-hmm. Okay, he got god powers a yeah. while ago. It's confusing, you I know. know. Red hair, blue hair, black hair. Let's go back to the, the, the drawing board on this one. Yeah, we'll just but I actually him. like the look of Goku here. I love when it's more simplistic. That's why initially I really loved the first Super Saiyan god form, because it was basically just Goku with red hair. Yes. Like, that was it. Like, it didn't have, like, the Super Saiyan spikiness. This is sort of, like the perfect middle ground between all of that because while his hair is somewhat spiky it's not the way it typically is in super saiyan form and he looks more like the regular version of goku except now he has all of this weird blue energy that is emanating from him that are like dots that kind of look like matrix code the way i the way i uh, equate it is it's literally like the energy that is going towards the spirit bomb and it's constantly sort of flickering around his body okay that's kind of the vibe that i got from it the so entire time. obviously what's going to happen here cuz you said at the end goku lost goku yeah. did not end up uh, really stopping Jiren at all. No, he just blasted his ass at freaking point blank range. Yeah, and so, but I think, and also Goku lost the uh, Ultra Instinct form mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. So with that, though, Goku has got the God powers in the past, and I feel like once he experiences something, and especially being a Saiyan, they always mm-hmm. evolve the more they fight. Oh, yeah. He's going... Even, even Piccolo said during the battle, like, Goku is constantly evolving yes as, even as this fight is going on right here yes so it's uh it's very obvious that even if he doesn't have that power he'll understand how to access it and get better at it mm-hmm. throughout this fight now that he got it yeah. i also really love the little detail of him having silver eyes there, there's really well, nothing so many cr- people were talking about yeah that. There, there's nothing really to to gauge from that aside from the fact that Maybe some of the angels have somewhat similar colored eyes, but all the other gods of destruction have different colored eyes and everything. So this is something that might be just singularly unique to Goku himself, but I love the look of it. It's unique and awesome, and it gives them this sort of animalistic quality because they're not like human-looking eyes. They kind of look like something you'd see like on a wild cat. Yeah, he kind of has these weird uh, metallic, almost silver, gunmetally gray eyes. Yeah, they look great, man. Yeah, they look very cool. I'm overall very happy with where Dragon Ball Super is going. I still, man, I guess I'm just like too much of an animation snob but i just wish the animation was still a little better i just can't it, it could always be better yeah but i would have to say that this is a pretty high watermark for the series in terms of what it did especially the sequence when he started to kind of lose his power a little bit yeah. uh what i especially loved about this scene was not just the animation and the artwork um i loved the sound design of this scene um especially because it almost appears as if goku has like two voices like there's his regular voice and then there's this much deeper louder reverberating sound which almost sounds like an entirely other being. And you can really hear that a lot when he's actually uh, punching Jiren for the very last time, almost as if there's someone else that's inside him making that noise. And to me, it kind of ties back in to his original animalistic nature of transforming into a massive Saiyan beast. He could very well be tapping into something like that, which I thought was really That is something I always thought was unexplored. I'm like, couldn't the Saiyans figure out how to use that power and not transform? Exactly. You know, like maybe this is on some level of that as well. But that would be more of a Goku centric thing. And mm-hmm. I think this Ultra Instinct form is truly a form anyone can get. Yeah. They just have to be good enough uh, and transcend to that level. Mm-hmm. But this is the true go- Goku turning into a god, yeah. which I actually think was the next thing that was going to happen in the series. Mm-hmm. That made sense. Uh, I wish I had announced that somewhere on the internet yeah. so I could have claimed that. But, you know. But did you have like a favorite, like, was there a favorite moment when he was. I think that my favorite moment uh, during the episode was probably Goku's transformation because that's why I was watching the Mm -hmm. hour episode. So that was really cool. And I overall think that the 
the episode was good, but really, I think what it did best is get me excited for the rest of the arc, which is what all good episodes should do. Exactly. I, I did really love uh, the big appearance of him, especially because he just sort of disappeared for a while. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back, there's just this like blinding column of light that just explodes into the middle of the arena. But my favorite scene is still definitely uh, the final portion where uh, he's just trying to hit Jiren with all these punches at once, and then he realizes that his power is getting ready to disappear, and then he just starts, like, screaming, and then all of a sudden you see, like, this big shock on Jiren's face, and he ends up getting kneed, like, right in the stomach, and then Goku hits him point blank with, I'm guessing it's a Kamehameha or some sort of key blast, and I love this scene because of how it's animated and the artwork is. It definitely reminds me of some of the stuff that I saw at the end of the Majin Buu arc. Mm-hmm. Like, everything here looked really tight and super clean, yeah. and I love that the force of his beam like actually sent him flying backward and he landed right on the column and then used that to just push off and fly towards Jiren and hit him with this extremely massive punch which you know I was watching this with my roommate Ben we literally jumped up out of our chairs and like gave each other a high five we were like this is awesome and for him it was even better because he didn't know about this great I knew this was coming my friend Ben, who was watching this, had no idea Goku was going to have a new form. Oh, he didn't so know. So when this shit was going down, his jaw was open the whole time. Yeah, because he's an old school Dragon Ball fan. Like, grew up watching it on Toonami and stuff. So this was like a moment that I truly do believe is on par with the greatest moments from the series. Every time I read the comments on any video that you know, if you want to go back, you can always just fi- find all the fights isolated on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything said this is a big of a moment as when goku turned super saiyan for the first time exactly and i was like that's a pretty bold statement but after i've seen the content like a few times i I agree it's it's a pretty powerful episode you know it absolutely is and it's such a better one hour episode special than one piece oh my god should we even talk about that i don't even want to talk about it all i know is the 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 big thing about this month is that there's going to be a one piece anime special and a dragon ball super anime special so you're like two epic shonen anime specials that's right every weekend you're gonna see this epic shit and one pieces was like 95 percent flashback in like five minutes of Sanji versus Luffy. Which and it really, wasn't even Sanji versus Luffy. It was Sanji just beating the hell out of Luffy. And Luffy taking it. And it looked good, but man, it just did not like scratch that itch that I was looking for in terms of the amazing action from the series. But Dragon Ball freaking stepped up to the plate. You know, we're, we're talking about Goku using Ultra Instinct, which we can all agree is awesome. But like Goku's battle with Rebrian at the beginning of episode 109, oh, that yeah. was really, really solid. And it still hasn't concluded. I thought that Goku's initial battle with Jiren, especially when he goes Super Saiyan Blue and they have that little standoff for a second where they're staring at each other, yeah. and then they just boom, explode. That scene is great. There's so much fantastic movement and things that I've never seen from other Dragon Ball before. Like the part where they're flying across the battlefield and going like around the fighters and everything, and then they go up into the air. It's all solid as hell. I especially love Jiren's fighting style. It's it's very obvious that the creators of Dragon Ball Super have been watching a lot of Avengers because I've seen so many scenes lately where they try to emulate that scene where the Hulk beats up Loki. Oh yeah! Just grab someone by the feet and just smash them. They did that with Kale, and yeah, they're doing they it again with Jiren in this episode, which was great. Um, so. I, well, next episode they're really throwing Hit up there because Hit's really going to try to. Yeah, that's another thing. Hit just out of nowhere just shows up at the end, and if the preview for the next episode's any indication, Hit looks like he's going to give him a good fight. Like, and then it lose. doesn't look like Jiren is going to be like. I don't think Jiren's losing. No, at all. Um, but like. Hit's it looks gonna like get Hit a few is good. going to at least show, like, hey, I've been training. 
I fought this dude once before too. I have some skills that can pay the bills as well. Absolutely. So hopefully he'll be able to do something. And I just, ugh, I can't wait to see. Everybody's going to fail against Jiren though. It's, it's obviously going to all be Goku versus Jiren unless there's some sort of twist. Well, here's Episode the one thing that pissed me off Frieza. is that Jiren didn't have to fight anyone and get it all tired before no. this fight started. No. Well, yeah, but he, well, he fought, but he didn't try. Yeah. He has not yet really tried. That's why I'm saying the uh, everyone's pretty much going to team up against Jiren for a while, and then I mm. feel like Goku's going to chill for a second, and then it's going to come back, and Goku's going to mm. be the final final bad guy, obviously. I said bad guy. Yeah. He has to say good guy. I don't also, know. Also, uh, avid viewers will probably notice, too, and I didn't notice this until watching the episode again, uh, there's brand new Midway title cards for the episode. Is Mr. Poopy Butthole in them? I wish he was. Yeah, that'd be that cool. That would be awesome. Ooh, freaking wee. But, uh, no, the, the two Namekians from Universe 6 can clearly be seen. Oh, cool. Which is really cool. And that's a story element that I can't wait to see because, like, this episode made me excited because of Goku's new form, but it's also, like, they're showing us now this, and they're doing it with this quality, and this is only the halfway point. Okay. Like, think about what else they're going to do for the rest of this arc. Basically, the first half of the Tournament of Power was an appetizer. They were just showing us how things were going to go, how chaotic it was going to be, but first they're going to trim the fat of the weakest fighters, and then they're just going to go nuts. Which is what I really hope that they are going to do. For the and you know what this means? There's going to be an Ultra Instinct tournament after this with the other universes. Oh, God. Or, or something else entirely. I don't know if I necessarily want another tournament arc. I'd like to, of course, I'd like to see one again because I love that stuff in Dragon Ball. But I'm ready to see, like, what the other universes are going to do in terms of their own story. Especially because of how much they've been sort of building up some of them. The, the potential really is endless for the rest of Dragon Ball Super. And this episode definitely proved that. And it also showed that Dragon Ball Super is back on top. It still has the abilities to go up against the big boys in terms of its animation and its style, and of course, its hard hitting action. Yeah, honestly, I really think that uh, it's it was a damn good episode, and like I said, it gets me excited to watch the conclusion of this arc, which is uh, what I wanted. And man, when you throw a new transformation in, if you don't deliver, you could really tank your series. And I think they handled this one really well. Yeah, and we got lucky. I'm on glad that. you mentioned that. One more thing I want to talk about. Um, usually, when there's like a brand new form in Dragon Ball, especially if it's like a Super it's, Saiyan, it's almost even a joke at this point. Yeah, like people. Uh, oh yeah, Goku has another new form. Hair changes colors. It gets longer. But this longer. one was different. This one, maybe because of the way that it was executed, maybe because of the way that it looks, maybe because it was just so freaking badass that people are willing to accept it this time around. Yeah, and you're going to see Vegeta just taking spirit bombs to the face until he can exactly. figure out how to do it. The look on his face when he sees like Goku just beaten up on the ground and he's like not trying to help. He's just like, how did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> how did you get that form? Tell me now. Yeah. Like, that's all Vegeta really wants to know during all of that. Vegeta didn't even help out with the spirit bomb. No. Which I thought was pretty funny. He's like, I'm keeping that power. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm right. So, that. Dragon Ball Super, pretty freaking awesome way to start off the week, but it gets even better. Freaking Star Wars. You should lead the us Last into this. Jedi. You should lead us into this conversation, Corey, because you care much more than I do. I have oh, to say I, that up front, dude. Fucking Star Wars. <laughs> fucking, fucking Star Wars. Exactly, man. man. Star Wars: The Last Jedi is here, uh. or at least it's not here. It's here in another two and a half months. But the final trailer just dropped, and man, what a great trailer it was. I almost didn't want to watch the trailer because I didn't want to be spoiled by anything. And in many ways, I do regret some of the things that I've seen. But I'll be damned if I'm not uh, more excited after seeing it. Just because I was a little wary of what Ryan Johnson was going to be doing for this movie because I know nothing of his work. J.J. Abrams sort of like set this really high bar for representing classic Star Wars, and I didn't feel that Ryan Johnson would be able to capture that or even make it his own 
after seeing this trailer, this might be one of the most visually stimulating Star Wars films that I've ever seen. It has its own style, its own visual aesthetic, and it's going to make it all the more unique. And when that trailer came out last night at 10 o'clock, I watched it. I watched it again, I watched it again, I watched it again, and I shouldn't have done that because I should have immediately started buying tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I was up till like 1 in the morning getting tickets for like me and all my friends and everything, and I got them! Yes, you I did. I got them damn tickets. Assigned seats, they're good seats, and I can't wait to see that movie, but... Isn't assigned seats great? It, it's like... It, I used to hate it, but now I kind of dig it. Yeah. Now, you know, as long as you get there early enough. For any other movie, it's not a problem. For friggin' Star Wars, it, it, it was definitely something of a struggle. <laughs> friggin' Morty over here. Um, but just like Dragon Ball crashing the internet on Saturday, Star Wars freaking crashed the internet when the tickets went on sale. And for good reason. That trailer was awesome. So, I don't need to sugarcoat it. I freaking loved it. Christian, as a casual Star Wars fan, uh, what did you think of this trailer? Okay, so when I first started watching this trailer, I was like, okay, you gotta give me some some Luke Skywalker in this trailer. You gotta show me this guy's gonna do something in this film, because uh, all we've seen is him moping around a cave saying the Jedi shouldn't be around. And so it, it was cool to see the training, and you immediately see that Rey is, like, super powerful. And was like, whoa. And then Luke Skywalker knows. He's like, this is a problem, because you're gonna eventually turn evil and kill everyone again, so I just don't even want to be around you. And he, like, unfriends her on Facebook. And well so anyway the trailer i think explained the new star wars film pretty well and it was pretty intense seeing um uh kylo ren almost kill his mom you're not really sure what's about to happen there now here's the thing the trailer really didn't tell us anything about the story no and if anything i think the trailer did a great job of sort of fooling a lot of viewers and tricking them into thinking what this actual movie is going to be about and even some of the events which are going to take place within it and uh, I'm glad you brought up the whole thing with Kylo Ren potentially killing his mother, which, you know, again, as a hardcore Star Wars fan, like, that scene really hit at home. Because, obviously, this is after the death of Carrie Fisher. Yes. And you have this... She, did, did she... she I've heard that she recorded all of her parts, though. Yeah, like, she she's already done that and everything. Even for the next film? Even for the next film. Oh, okay. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to handle this, which is why I don't believe Leia's going to die in this movie. No, probably all. not then. Yeah. I do believe they are trying to mess with us just a little bit by showing us those scenes where Kylo Ren is flying around in his super kick-ass looking TIE fighter, by it the way. It is cool looking. It is so damn awesome looking. It better be in Battlefront 2. And... Then you see Leia, who's on this, like, big rebellion ship, and they make it seem as if he's, like, right there. Her ship is on the radar. He's about to shoot his nuke, his bomb, you know, like, from Star Fox into the yeah. main core reactor. It's going to exactly. blow everything up. <laughs> I don't know. Generic sci-fi shit. I get what was going on. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at the scene right now, actually, from the trailer, and I honestly can believe that I don't think these two scenes are even related to each other and that they're just trying to mess with us a little bit. And... That also goes in line with this other scene at the end of the trailer, which is the one that everybody is talking about. Where you can see Snoke? Where Ray is talking about how she needs someone to help her to understand her place in the world and what it means. And she is not in the same place that Kylo Ren is at right now. She's just not. He is in some sort of weird, fiery, Mustafar volcanic planet. And they're making it seem like these two characters are going to team up. I do believe that there's going to be an aspect of the movie which involves Rey possibly learning about the dark side and being tempted by it, but I don't think it's going to go full on her teaming up with Kylo Ren and everything. While I think that would be an incredibly bold decision, like that would mean the title well, really does mean 
Luke Skywalker truly is the last Jedi. Yeah, maybe that is, though. What is Luke Skywalker preaching? Pretty much the gray side. You know, there is mm-hmm. no good, there is no bad. You're just both, and you deal with it. Yeah. And then the ultimate evil... Uh, on the bad guy side and the ultimate good on the good guy side just decide to say fuck it for both of them and mm-hmm. just team up and do what they want to do. Yeah. Which would actually be in line with what Luke Skywalker is preaching. Exactly. So it's a bold move. Is mm-hmm. it going to happen? Who knows, though? No. It's not going to happen. Um, and speaking of Luke Skywalker, holy crap, like, we've heard barely any dialogue from Mark Hamill uh, no. at all. Like, we heard a little bit from the last trailer um, about, like, the Jedi ending and everything, but... Last night while watching this trailer, when Luke finally started talking, and I could see this amazing conviction in Mark Hamill's eyes as he's acting out this scene, like, chills, shivers. And I literally, like, looked over at my friend Ben while we were watching this, and I, like, screamed. I'm like, Luke motherfucking Skywalker! Like, I was so happy to see that, and because I was really afraid uh, how Mark Hamill was going to be in this movie. And it's only a little bit of dialogue from him. You know, who knows what else he's going to do in the rest of the film. I'm sure there's going to be even some funny moments with Luke Skywalker. Like he spills some blue milk or some shit? Or some shit. I'm not really <laughs> sure. But uh, but seeing him actually, like, take seriously as an actor, like, that's really oh, big. Oh, that. Oh, this scene. All right. So <laughs> if there's one thing the Internet will not stop talking about today, and hell, even I put a tweet out about it last night, it's this brand new fuzzy How do you know that creature. thing's name? Uh, it's called Wikipedia, Christian. Oh my god! Get your shit together. I was like, they never actually say its names. No, but I it's, keep it's, seeing it's all these porg. articles. It's a they're porg. called porgs. They're uh, they're basically they, they say that they're like these birds, but they don't look like birds. They have like bird legs. Like if you go here, look, see porg Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> You can actually see them right there. Oh, they like okay. have little bird feet, but they're like all cute and fuzzy at the top, and they got these big eyes and everything. And basically, you know, they're an excuse to probably sell merchandise and stuffed animals. Let's be honest. We better get um, uh, BB-88 back in this. They didn't even show oh, BB-8 him. BB-8 is in the trailer. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he, he very briefly, out. but he is there. He gets out. Um, but you know, it, I'm not too shocked by this. It, there's there are always going cute to be new, little cute adorable thing. aliens in Star Wars. That's just the way it is. But yeah. this is one that is hanging out on the Millennium Falcon with Chewbacca. So I can't wait to see why it's there. It is from the planet that Rey is training with, uh, with Luke Skywalker. The planet is called Acto, actually. And uh, apparently those things are from that planet. Um, so maybe this thing will play an important role somehow, but the internet just will not let it go. No. Just because of how goofy and ridiculous and cute and adorable that it looks. I don't know. I mean, I can't wait to see what it's going to be about. But for me, it literally looks like the living embodiment of BB-8. It even has the same color scheme. <laughs> oh, that's by design. Yeah, I think I, I honestly think maybe that's something they actually thought about. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm always down for cute little aliens in Star Wars. They're they're always there. They're always in the background. This one's going to be in the forefront and all up in your face. And despite how dark this trailer looked, I don't think it took away from it too much. But I'll be lying if I didn't say that when me and my friend Ben were watching the trailer and we saw that pop up, we laughed a little bit. Have they been in other Star Wars films? They, to my knowledge, I've never seen the Porgs. Okay. I'm pretty sure that they are brand new for this uh, brand new trilogy, which is makes sense because... The Porg. Uh, the, the Porgs. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Borg. Um, but yeah, the Porgs have been really freaking popular. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Some people equate them to Jar Jar Binks or the Ewoks where they're going to ruin an otherwise dark movie. But let's face Believe it. Believe me, they'll be Wars dark is, shit. But they'll, Star Wars is always for all ages. Yes. You know? I mean, at best, PG-13. It's never going to be a hard R unless Disney's just freaking awesome. But yeah. But still, I'm okay with this. The, the, the Porg thing doesn't really bother me. But if I had like a favorite shot from the trailer, 
without a doubt, without a freaking doubt, it's this one right here. It is freaking Finn fighting against Captain Phasma on a giant exploding First Order ship with lightning and fire all around him. This shot right here. It does look pretty cool. Looks so freaking awesome. Looks like she's in uh, Daft Punk or some shit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm so pumped for Phasma in this movie because she was so underutilized in Force Awakens. And I hope they give her a good story in this movie. And obviously her rivalry with Finn makes sense. She was his uh, former uh, CEO. Yeah. So this is sort of him finally getting his revenge against Phasma and proving that he doesn't need to be a stormtrooper. And just, man, I'm just pumped for this. Like, And this isn't even like a Jedi battle. They're using like these weird electrical batons against each other. Phasma has some sort of weird like spiked weapon that I've never seen before. But man, man, does that just have style. I absolutely love it. Even though Finn is not a Force user, he still likes going hand-to-hand combat. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't good with the lightsaber, but he tried it out real yeah. hard. And, you know, this is also the type of trailer people are going to analyze to freaking death. Like, this scene right here. What's that? Is where, that uh, that's the flashback, I think. It, it could very well be a flashback, but considering the how old Luke's here, this could be him. He could be talking to Rey. He could be talking to Kylo Ren. Because this is one of the most important scenes of the trailer where he's saying, like, things aren't going to go the way you think they are. And I think that's a double entendre. I think they're kind of playing with the fact that you don't know how this movie's going to go down. These Yeah, he could be talking to the audience in the use of These scenes don't necessarily mesh well with each other. Um, this oh. shot has also kind of caught wildfire with people. The ice foxes, which... Uh, they've been sort of building up the Ice Foxes ever since they started doing the production videos. They actually showed the puppet versions of them. Uh-huh. So I really hope we get to see some animatronic versions and not just the, the CGI versions. Again, one of the strongest elements of Star Wars for me has always been how they make the world seem alive. And just by including, you know, this could be just literally a five-second transition be shot. part of the establisher of that base. Yeah. And then you never see another just Ice Fox. Just seeing these, like, these white crystallized foxes just running across a snowy landscape it could be just a transition nothing more than that but it's so distinctively star wars that i absolutely love it yeah it's pretty cool just cannot get enough of it do you have any oh this shot oh the ending the final battle shot i love that with the knuckle busters mm, boom it's just so satisfying and that's all leading up to that big scene where snoke where we actually see him and he's definitely human uh, he's a pink. He's, as far as I he's can a tell, pink monkey he's person. Human. At first, they kind of made it seem like maybe he's not, but he clearly looks human here. And he looks like he's forcing, he's doing force grab or something on he's, her. He's doing something to Ray, which throughout the whole trailer, like at the beginning and towards the end, uh, you get to hear him like talking about being impressed with a certain someone who's really powerful and has untamed power. And they make it seem almost at first like he's talking about Kylo Ren, but I'm pretty damn sure when you look at that scene at the end. And everything, he's talking about Rey the entire time. And I'm not sure where this is going to lead, but I think he wants to bring, obviously, both of them under their wing. But, yeah. That and just, man, thematically, color-wise, like this shot right here, like just look at how that's lit. Look at how that's shot. Look at this, this image of Kylo Ren's room here, just with the black and the red. Everything pops. And it also looks a little different than some of the other Star Wars movies, which I really do I think appreciate. the first scene where Rey is holding the the lightsaber is really weird. It has some weird aura to it. I can't describe what the hell is going on, but it just has a weird feel to it. Maybe it's the color correction. It's it's quite possible. The framing is is strange, and I don't mean it's a mm-hmm. bad frame. Yeah. Obviously, it's not. It's one of, probably one of the most important images. That could be the fucking movie poster right there. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it's it's a weird frame. 
I don't know. It caught me. It caught me. Just like you said, the stupid pogs. The borgs. The borgs. <laughs> Not the pogs. Whatever they're called. <laughs> the, the, the shitty bottle cap things from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Um, Got an awesome slammer in storage. And then uh, just going through the trailer again real quick. There are a few shots we've seen before. The Ray using her power, the force on the ground. I like that we get a little bit more of this flashback sequence where I'm guessing this is Luke's Jedi Order being uh, completely ransacked and destroyed by the Knights of Ren. I think that's pretty awesome. Of course, like I said, Mark Hamill just looks like a freaking boss in this movie. Or a homeless person. I'm glad that uh, Kylo Ren at least is going to wear his mask a little bit, because I just think that mask looks really cool. I was afraid that he was just going to go maskless the entire film. Um, I love whoever edited this trailer, too. I love this little shot where he punches, and then boom, we cut to an explosion outside. Just that's really clever. I also love... uh, I mean, we were talking about some theories. You notice how, like, his scar has, like, this, like, weird... It's got a carbon fiber Band-Aid on yeah, it Yeah, that's literally what it looks like, like, carbon yeah. fiber. Um, my my own personal theory was if they want to continue to make him more like Darth Vader, but his own, like, unique thing, maybe by the end of this film, Kylo Ren's face is just going to get completely messed up in some way, that by the final film in the series of this trilogy, his whole face is going to be made up of that black matte stuff. Oh, okay, cool. I think would look really fucking wicked. It would look cool, or at least most of his face, like like uh, Phantom of the Opera in space. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but like this way, he's kind of like the next generation Darth Vader. Yeah, like in terms of like the technology they've reached to repair people. That's course, very true. Vader went through a lot crazier shit, but still, uh, and I mean, is it's, a lot cooler. I mean, it's 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 Star Wars. It's awesome. It looks good. It looks like the classics, but it looks new at the same time. What more can be said? Buy your tickets now. Go see that movie. It's great. Christian, do you have anything else to say about Star Wars? It's space opera. Go space opera. I don't know. To be honest, Star Wars is not my thing, but I think this trailer looks awesome, and Mm. I'm excited about seeing it. We'll make a a Star Wars fan out of you yet. Okay. I'll wave my laser swords and throw my mini-chlorians everywhere, and everyone will love me. Don't talk about (laughs) mini-chlorians. Guys... Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We really do appreciate it. Remember, one of the best ways to support this show is to use our special Amazon link. And remember, you can use that. That is Rogue Intel slash Amazon. Use that for all your shopping needs. If you're wanting to get pumped up for the brand new Star Wars movie, maybe you should check out some of the brand new novels or the brand new Marvel comics, which are expanding on the characters like Captain Phasma. You can use all of those with the Amazon link. And the best thing is you won't be spending any extra money. You'll be getting the best price and you'll be supporting not only our show, but all of the other amazing shows on Rogue Intel as well. I highly recommend you check them out. Remember, you can also download this episode for free at iTunes. That's right. Take us with you wherever you go. Or you can check us out at Rogue Intel and Blog Talk Radio. So there it is, guys. Another fantastic show. If you have any uh, topic ideas, make sure to let us know on the video version on YouTube or anything you guys want us to ask. Anything, just tell us. We will see you guys next time. Powerful Nerdcast is out. Out. Out, son. Out. The Force. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.